Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, folks. Today's show is brought to you by our Patreon page. In case you're not aware, we produce four shows every week. That means a new show on Tuesday, a new show Wednesday, a new show Thursday, and a new show on Fridays. Now, you might be wondering why you don't see the Friday show on your Apple Podcasts and your Stitcher and so on. That's because our Friday After Party podcast, with all of its revealing uncensored discussions about sex, drugs, rock and roll, and politics, is only available through our Patreon page. So please help support this show by subscribing to our Friday After Party podcast for just 10 bucks per month. We're also posting all kinds of free content on our Patreon page, including our Wednesday interview show with people like Eric Bollert, Randy Rhodes, Malcolm Nance, John Fugelsang, Frank Conniff, and Tom Nichols. That's bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow, or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Thank you in advance, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. My view of this is simple. We don't need a federal department of education telling us our children have to learn Esperanto, they have to learn Eskimo poetry. Eskimo poetry. Let the states decide, let the communities decide on health care on education, on lower taxes, not higher taxes. Now, he's going to throw a big word at you, unfunded mandate. He's going to say if Washington lets the states do it, it's an unfunded mandate. But what he doesn't like is the federal government losing power. But I call it the ingenuity of the American people. President Bartlett, you have 60 seconds for a question and an answer. Well, first of all, let's clear up a couple of things. Unfunded mandate is two words, not one big word. There are times when we're 50 states and there are times when we're one country and have national needs. And the way I know this is that Florida didn't fight Germany in World War II or establish civil rights. You think states should do the governing wall to wall. That's a perfectly valid opinion. But your state of Florida got $12.6 billion in federal money last year from Nebraskans and Virginians and New Yorkers and Alaskans with their Eskimo poetry. 12.6 out of a state budget of 50 billion. I'm supposed to be using this time for a question, so here it is. Can we have it back, please? We could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about. The Bob Seska Show. Former Nation's Capital, it is Thursday, June 27, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is the greatest soap in the universe. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. What's happening? Hello, Bob. Hi, day 889 of the Trump crisis, day 51 of the constitutional crisis, 494 days until the 2020 presidential election. Yeah, it seems right around the corner, doesn't it? <laughs> oh my God, it's Goth Ninja's Day. Let's do it. <laughs> Three-way Thursday on the big show. Goth ninjas are here. Jody Hamilton from the Sexy Liberal uh, Podcast Network, the From the Bunker Podcast. Also, T-Rex David Ferguson from the T-Rex Report Podcast. Patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report. If you want to listen. Oh, my God. Both of you. We now have you in T-shirt form. We officially have Goth Ninjas T-shirts for sale at our... 
buy our crap store at bobseska.com. <laughs> just click the buy our crap link just beneath my head at bobseska.com and you can buy your lovely uh, goth ninjas t-shirts. We have they come in black on white and white on black <laughs> exactly. and for the really true goth Black on black. Black on black. <laughs> exactly. You, you know what? You, that's a great fucking idea. I wonder yeah. if they would screw up that kind of thing. If I Probably. submitted a design to the Zazzle people, which we're, we've got our store through Zazzle for some reason. Uh, there is a reason. There's a legitimate reason why we're at Zazzle. I just don't want to explain it right now. But the fact is, I, I wonder if they would allow a design that was literally black on black. Like, how much more black could it be? And the answer is none. None, none more none. black. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a fun idea because you would still kind of see it, right? You would still, yep. if you looked at you it totally in a certain kind of light, because the, but no two blacks are exactly the same unless they're absolute black, right? So, And mm-hmm. the print will be glossy and the shirt will be matte. Well, there you go. I, but I don't know. See, they're not screen print. They're sublimated. They're like almost like right. uh, the new fancy version of iron-ons. That's how they do it. But like it's my desire to harm children sublimated. <laughs> 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 well, it's not, you know, it's not like um, the old kind of iron-ons that make just a square plastic right. sheet on, yeah. the, on the shirt. It's dyed into the fabric, so it's nice and soft and smooth. But, you know, again, if they put black on a black t-shirt, my concern is going to be that the techs at Zazzle will go, oh, this is a mistake, we're, yeah, and we're going to stop using your design now. And then suddenly no one will be able to get it, and it'll be just a big fucking mess. And, you know, they already are giving me a big hassle over the word turd because we've got our uh, hmm. flush the turd on November 3rd T-shirts also available. Well, also hats. Send an email. What's that? Send, send them an email? An, you know, yeah, just be like, hey, look, we've got this great idea. We wonder if it'll work. Will you kill us if we try it? I, you know, I could use, I could send my usual email to tech support and I have just sort of a standard boilerplate email that I send to all tech support uh, people. And it goes like this. Is it the fuck you sound effect? Yeah, it is. I was just, fuck you! That's it. Oh, I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> See, what do you even need a soundboard for? You've got me. <laughs> you guessed wisely, T-Rex. Thank you. So, uh, so guys, anything interesting on TV last night? Yeah. No, so, no. But, <laughs> I mean, b- before we get to last night's debate, we are going to talk about that extensively. Um, I was really pleased to see this this morning on Twitter. As awful as things are, as cynical and as cranky as I've been in the past, I would say, four or five days, the universe still gives us things like the Manafort perp walk photo today, which was just one of the most outstanding pieces of photography I've seen in a good long while. The only thing that was missing is the guy with the big traitor sign standing behind Mm -hmm. Paul Manafort with his, you know, he's got his prison jumpsuit. He was in shackles. His hair is no longer dyed, so it's all going gray. And he's looking, he's just looking unhealthy and beleaguered Mm -hmm. and, not as smarmy as he used to look. Remember those uh, all that footage of him going in and out of the uh, grand jury and looking like he was yeah. on top of the world with this like smirk on his face and I think there was there was some bit Have of they be- released the text messages between him and Sean Hannity. I'm very intrigued yes. about that. Yeah, they're, didn't they're they? Out. Yeah. yeah is last it all week. just is it all just them like blowing each other? Yes. Kind just, of. You, are you watching? Yes, I'm watching. Ooh, baby. Mm-hmm. I like what you're wearing. <laughs> you know, what's Kind of. That's about it. So like Sean Hannity is is Manafort's cam girl. Lots of kind of. At one point, I think Hannity said, uh, "Hey, we're all on the same team here." Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then he sent him a dick pic, Uh, just like lots of amazing dick pics, one one after another. Amazing ones. (laughs) You would never know by looking at him, but Sean Hannity is is an amazing dick pic photographer. That's like (laughs) one of his things. No, that's actually what's his name that got fired. Um, oh yeah, the the business Steve, Steve Bannon. Well, no, Steve no, Bannon's the Bannon. one. Steve Bannon can blow himself. That's Steve Bannon's. That's, yeah. dick oh my god, thing, Steve right? Bannon's dick pics. I can't. That's like that's like <laughs> crypt keeper stuff right there. That's exactly right. You know, like you it's probably like, if you like open a dick pic from Steve Bannon, you have to like show it to someone else in the next seven days, or you'll die. <laughs> Steve Bannon's <laughs> you know? Steve Bannon's wiener. It's like when you're scrolling through Facebook and someone posts like a photo from like a science website that has like uh, scientists find mummified penis in Egypt. And, and then that's what it looks like. It just looks like this. More big. like an abused animal. <laughs> it's 
is, or you ever buy your dog one of those uh, rawhide chewies, you know, one of those chew yeah, sticks? And they then love you, them. And then you find it a half an hour later, like next to the couch on the floor, just looking like it's been torn to shreds and it's wet and... F- now I'm starting to make myself barfy. Uh, that's, <laughs> when I start to make myself vomit, it's that's a real problem. Problem with the show. Uh, so, yeah, happy to see the Manafort perp walk photo because we have to take our laughs when we can get them because there's mm. so few things that are actually funny. But I will tell you, I will tell you both, watching the debate last night, and I didn't think this would happen. This is a complete surprise to me. Watching the debate last night, I actually felt some of my angst and rage lifting. And it was weird because it started out when I was just, when they started their pre-debate coverage on MSNBC, I was raging. I was stomping around the house yelling. At one point, Chris Matthews said something to the effect of, well, the Democrats don't really like fiscal responsibility. And I was in, the, I was in the complete other room and I heard that come from the television. And I went, what? I mean, I literally went, ah, hold on, hold on. And I come running into the room as if Chris Matthews is sitting there in my living room. Right. How dare That's why you, I didn't, sir. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even turn it on, and I, I'm embarrassed to admit it. So you guys get to explain it to me as if you were explaining it to a child. Oh, my I did God. I well, Warren ran away with it. Yeah, here's, just, the, here's the thing, though. Right. I don't know that it was... A hands down uh, flawless victory for Elizabeth Warren. I think that she won the debate, and I think she was great. And of course, Elizabeth Warren is my my favorite candidate at this point. Even though, even though I haven't one hundred percent decided on anybody yet. But now, was Harris there last night? She wasn't. Was she? No, she's tonight. But you know who was mm-hmm. really impressive last night? Uh, Castro. Julian Castro. Yeah, he was great. Oh, my God. And I forgot. And and I've known this about him for some time now. And in fact, patting myself on the back, like in 2012, I think I predicted, I said, Julian Castro is going to be a serious contender for president one of these days. But what I noticed last night, and which I also forgot was a factor with Castro, is Castro is the most Obama candidate in the field. Yeah, He is seriously Obama. I mean, he just exudes whatever you would call it, that Obama vibe of just being together, effortless, sincere, smart, articulate, all at the same time. I mean, he can be authentic. The kids call it BDE. (laughs) What's that? BDE? You've never heard of that? Big Dick Energy. Oh, Big Dick Energy. Well, that that can also be the, the case. I mean, it's like it was Obama they were talking about. I think when the first person I heard say it, they just he like you know he's got that calm, yeah. easy confidence that's not forced. It's not aggressive. Right. It's just like, I am here. I am a titan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that was the case last night with uh, Julian Castro. And I don't know if I was the only one to notice that, but uh, I did notice a few other people on Twitter saying the same thing. Although the post-debate reaction has not been as pro-Castro as I thought. And I, I just, I was wondering, maybe I just misperceived how he was doing last night, mm. but I, I went back and what looked. What you're and, probably hearing is people who went in and invested in a, in a different candidate than Castro who are kind of being like, well, that was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Beto O'Rourke, however, last night, just, yeah. just, just napping. I don't know where, where Beto was last night, but he wasn't in that room. And the, and the strange. He got better later, I thought, but at the beginning it was like, dude, first off, why didn't he shave? He looked, yeah, he looked tired. And I initially. He looked disheveled a little bit. I mean, yeah. he's a handsome guy. He looked a little disheveled. He looked like, oh, wait, I have a debate tonight. But he just, oh, he didn't It'd seem. So, I mean, this he, is the greatest, like, CBS, like, miniseries ever about the. Ter- <laughs> cl- the he developed a total, like, Adderall or, like, you know, um, Provigil habit on the road. And now he's, like, drinking all this scotch to come down and eat. This, like, <laughs> this is better or Yeah, that, I completely see that right now. What actor would that be? Would I that don't be know. like James, what's his name, Brolin? Or? Uh, speaking of actors, you know who played the role of Jay Inslee last night is uh, his character actor, Michael Rooker. Um, my yes. God, I have never seen a more Michael Rooker guy on the on a political stage than Jay Inslee. And I had no idea. Yeah. He even sounds like Michael Rooker. It's kind of an, ama- bit, an amazing yeah. thing. Yeah, but I mean, is be- this from the all-star reading of the... Well, no, this is from the debate. Well, no. No, debate, debate, debate. The debate. You know, Jay Inslee is the governor of Colorado. 
that oh, are right. T-Rex. Right. Yeah. I'm, yeah, he, I'm thinking thought, he's some B actor that, like, you know. <laughs> no. And Michael Rooker. There's too but, many. There's too fucking many. And then everyone's all upset because there's a slee stack running. What's that about? Yeah. Well, um, go, go. Yeah, there's a, there happens to be a slee stack in the field, too. You know what? That wouldn't surprise me at all. But yeah, actually, no. I slee stack. I, I take I that back. Slee stack over Trump. Yeah, that's right. But the slee stack is now the uh, majority leader in the United States Senate. That's the slee stack. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's Mitch, Mitch McConnell's the albino slee stack. Um, but this was kind of Beto last you, night. You, you could, you do, <laughs> you, you want. He wasn't. In Espanol. Yes, but thank God. I mean, as far as Beto goes, thank goodness um, uh, both uh, Tim Ryan and John Delaney were there last night because they were kind of way off the rails and way yeah. out of their depth. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. today by the end of the day. Uh, Tim Ryan decides, you know what? Bye-bye. I am out of this because there's just no way I can do anything in this race. Uh, and you know what? That would be good for the party. The more people drop out mm-hmm. after this two-part uh, debate yeah. thing we're going through, uh, I think the better because uh, it, just the field is too gigantic. I would rather hear more substantive conversation between people like Elizabeth Warren, Beto O'Rourke, uh, Cory Booker, Julian Castro, uh, Amy Klobuchar, I think, thought was pretty good last night, too. I thought so, too, yeah. Um, um, she she's just she's kind of missing the uh, charisma factor, and I'm not talking about in the Donald Trump sense because there's a whole discussion that we need to have still about Donald Trump's reaction to the debate last night. But uh, with Amy Klobuchar, I just I feel like there's she's missing the zazazu, she's missing that zing that some of the other candidates have, and she's really smart. She's together. I like what she has to say. But, but again, she doesn't have that extra oomph of personality to get her over into, I guess, national presidential politics to me, as far as she seems like a creature of the Senate, which uh, really most of the people on the stage last night kind of belonged in the Senate or, or Well, yeah, I mean, Beto should, Beto should run against Cornyn. Oh, my God. No shit. I mean, my God. Talk about a place where Beto's services will be more useful <laughs> to the overall yeah. situation. Because uh, we need the Senate. Without a Senate, we we got nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, without both houses, but certainly if, if God forbid, the Senate holds, um, we got nothing. Yeah. Well, I just uh, going back to the coverage a little bit, um, you know, I, I was just so disgusted initially uh, because, and again, this is MSNBC. This is the liberal network. We all should be in love with everything that happens there, right? Well, no. that's not. No, no, that's not the way it works. Wrong. Right. right. Thank you, Mr. President. It's wrong. Uh, the coverage was just utterly insufferable. I mean, before the debate, the, all the wacky discussions of momentum, the horse race shit, uh, split screen. Like, are we going to have fireworks tonight? Is this person going to go after that person? And even though they're spread out across the stage, it's they're going to be in split screen. So there may be dynamics there. And I'm going, oh, my God. Oh, we are so fucking screwed. Rome is burning, guys. Please cut the crap and get serious. This horse race shit is a thing of the past. We are in triage mode right now. There is a world of shit dropping on our heads, and you guys are talking about optics and bullshit that you would normally Mm -hmm. do during normal times. Give me a fucking break. Mm -hmm. And then the actual debate started. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) and, you know, of course... Oh, yeah, by the way, they also did a spin room, which... Mm -hmm. Again, once again, I hear there's a spin room and I go, oh, that's the place that we've all agreed where bullshit happens. You know, that's right. exactly, I mean, that's what it means. That's what spin is. We're, we're bullshitting you. And now we're re- willingly uh, setting up a location at the facility where all of you can bullshit all of us and we all know it and we're all accepting of it. That's the connotation I when that, I hear. I remember the first time I saw a spin room, I thought the, the, the whole concept was that that's where they were deconstructing the spin. Sure. No, maybe, maybe you know that could have been the initial idea of having a spin room, but I mean, this is a concept that's been around 20, 30 years, and I'm sick and yeah. t- I mean, we are so far beyond just that level of horseshit, especially now. And, and horseshit is the appropriate way to describe it because, again, it is, it's a location where you can freely just say horseshit and the press will take it verbatim. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see some other observations. You know, one of the funniest observations, going back to John Delaney, who's a former congressman from Maryland, he somehow mm-hmm. on this stage. I don't know how he managed to end up in the how top he twenty. Did either, yeah. But <laughs> this guy named uh, Slade on Twitter had maybe 
the funniest tweet of the night with uh, John Delaney referring to John Delaney. Said, John Delaney is George Costanza's airbrushed Kruger photo. Now, those of you who have seen <laughs> the latter years of Seinfeld know exactly what I'm talking about, but that that had me laughing out loud with my mouth open. I mean, just head tilted back, eyes bugging out of my head, laughing my ass off. That was funny as shit. And then the other funny thing was Cory Booker's side eye at Beto O'Rourke as Beto was speaking in Spanish because Telemundo simulcast the debate last night and they had one of their anchors asking some of the questions. So clearly it was to their benefit, the candidates specifically, to be able to say a few words in Spanish to the Spanish-speaking mm-hmm. audiences Absolutely. here in the United States, right? And plus, that sends a message that, hey, look, we're with you. We're here to help you, not like that guy who's in the White House right now. Um, right. So I thought it politically was was good. It was obviously, you know, whenever a political candidate speaks Spanish in public, it's always a little bit of a stunt, but I think we all recognize that as being a, a stunt. But when Beto, I think Beto was the first one to start just yeah. suddenly speaking in Spanish. Yeah, it was very, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and Cory Booker had this look of dubiousness. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it, but is this the sort of like bewildered grin with like this side eye, like huh? what? <laughs> and uh, let's see what else. Uh, here's the area where I disagreed with Elizabeth Warren, and maybe this can generate a, a longer form discussion here. And then we'll we'll eventually get to Trump's ridiculous reaction. But the healthcare section, uh, I thought was really informative. I thought the candidates have some great ideas. It's the one area, quite frankly, where I disagree with Elizabeth Warren. I also disagree with uh, Bill de Blasio on this. I don't think that as soon as you trigger a Medicare for all uh, health insurance program, a public health insurance option, I don't think you need to kill the private insurance market at the same time with some sort of Thanos snap where suddenly it just disappears. I mean, you want to talk about absolute and complete chaos in the health insurance marketplace if suddenly you eliminate millions and millions of people kick them off their insurance which they many people actually like um instead i think there needs to be there needs to be an option it needs to start out at at the very least it needs to start out as a government-run health insurance option and and what that'll do and we had this discussion back during the uh, affordable care act debate in 2009 is the a medicare for all option will help to drive down prices uh, and make um, private insurance competitive better. Exactly right. It'll make private insurance much better. It'll add pro-consumer protections into the private insurance industry. It'll uh, draw down prices. It'll bend the cost curve, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then maybe you can start phasing out. But I think what would happen is ultimately more and more people would sign on to the Medicare for all option, mm-hmm. which, you know, in 2009, we referred to that as the public option. So mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's all we're really talking about here. And well, I don't know. I, I, I mean, think, Jody, I think, you seem to, you disagree. You don't think we should, uh, I, you think I, we should? I, I think you're right in the sense that, that we don't go, okay, tomorrow we don't have private insurance anymore and yeah. we've got to sign every American up in the next 24 hours because people are sick. People are dealing with things on a continual basis. So you can't just end it dramatically like that. It can be more like Spain or England, or even I think Canada has some private insurance options. Basically, Mm -hmm. if you're wealthy and you want a private room in England, you pay for that with a different kind of insurance, you know? And so that's, I think, logistically speaking, you're right. You can't just stop it tomorrow and then, boom, everybody sign up. Though I don't see why that couldn't be because the IRS has all of our social security numbers, so, boom, we could all be in Medicare tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there is a mechanism there that couldn't be that difficult, but it would be difficult to explain to everybody. The The insurance industry in this country is in control of that industry. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And they do not want to be competed with. And I mean, I've got a friend right now who, like, it's such a long story, but like her job changed insurance companies mm-hmm. and she was supposed to sign like a, a coordination of benefits form. So even though she's been paying for insurance all this time, none of the doctor visits she's had this year or anything have been covered. Mm-hmm. And now they're sending her a bill for it. And I'm just, I told her, I was like, no stories of compassion, no like pleas for compassion or begging for mercy is going to move them. Yeah. Like nothing. 
Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. It's like they've heard it all. I mean, they, they these are people who just like turn people off their chemotherapy meds in the middle of treatment. Yes. You know? I, not anymore, I hope, because if right. they are, they're violating the law. I mean, the Affordable Care mm-hmm. Act banned rescission. And you know, it's funny. Most of the people who, who disagree or, or hate the Affordable Care Act or hate Obamacare, whatever they call mm-hmm. it, don't realize all of these consumer protections that are in that legislation. For example, it used to be, T-Rex, that, that insurance companies could absolutely and legally boot people off their insurance as soon as they got sick or maybe right in the middle of their cancer treatment. Oh, no, I know. Yeah. I, I watched it happen to people. Yeah. And, and, but, but I mean, things that are still happening and they're just using backdoor ways to do it. Now. Right, right. They're you know telling you you didn't sign a form that you never had an opportunity to sign. Mm-hmm. Or they're they're sending, or your primary doctor is sending you to a doctor that they think is in network and it's technically not in network and your insurance won't cover that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. And it's just a mess. Well, my, I mean, my um, concern with eliminating the private health insurance marketplace with, and I keep referring to it as a Thanos snap, and I keep snapping my finger whenever I do that, where it just like instantaneously it goes away and everyone is shifted all all the way over to a, a, a Medicare for all option. The problem is then the, the panic that that would create, I think, would, mm-hmm. it would, would end up destroying the system through, you know, the same sort of thing that we saw in 2009, which is all these town halls going, oh, my God, you're going to take away my health insurance. I'm not going to be able to see my doctor anymore, blah, blah, blah. It's going to demonize the whole thing. And then suddenly the next Republican president and Republican Congress comes along and the Medicare for all thing is either killed or undermined or whatever. Basically what we're seeing now with the Affordable Care Act, where, uh, right. you know, this mythology is built up around how oh my God, this is the worst thing in the world, even though it's not. And uh, and you get a lot of people who have nothing to do with Obamacare. I mean, I would say most of the people on the Trump side, most of the red hats who scream and cheer every time Donald Trump says, we're going to get rid of Obamacare, these people have nothing to do with Obamacare. They've got employer-based insurance, either that or they're wealthy and they've got these Cadillac plans. The fact is, though, what they don't realize is even in their expensive mm-hmm. employer-based insurance plans, they get all of the consumer protections. Exactly right, yeah. Jody. They are protected by all of the things in Obamacare. Their insurance is inherently better. It might be a little more expensive just because of the fact that premiums are continually going up, but not at the mm-hmm. rate they would have without Obamacare. That's the bending of the cost curve. They don't realize how good they have it with this law. They don't get it. No one's explained that to them. They don't understand. Um, and, and part of this process is got to be... Well, I was going to say, I, I hope Elizabeth Warren, with this process, is willing to educate the public as to why we need a Medicare for all option and wh- how how health insurance works. I think most people with health insurance don't understand how it actually functions and what is in it, what they have, what, how they're covered, uh, the benefits that they are enjoying. I don't think they know. And that was one of the challenges. Yeah, unless you need it, you don't know. Unless you actually have to utilize your insurance. Yeah. You don't know what you're getting or not getting from it. And I've had to utilize it on separate occasions yeah. from, uh, from biopsies to just, you know, a mammogram. And mm-hmm. uh, luckily, physicals now are completely covered. They used to not be. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember getting a physical several years back and my insurance at the time was costing me, I don't know, $500 a month. Mm-hmm. And um, I go mm. to this doctor to get a full and complete physical. She spent a good amount of time with me. Did a $600, please. Wow. Wow. And just and, and, and I'm not going to begrudge her making a living, but it's like, but, but, but I'm paying $500 a month yeah. for it. And this isn't covered. I once paid $750 for a physical. And yeah, it's just like un fucking I mean, $750, not $7.50. I mean, mm-hmm. I paid a lot. And there was some extra things that I was getting treated for there at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, it was still just madness. And I go in now. Mm-hmm. In fact, I had some blood work done yesterday morning just as a routine. In fact, I've got a physical coming up just around the corner. Um, mm-hmm. And I paid zero yesterday for the blood work. Right. And I am going to play, pay zero for the physical itself, too. And that's what happened to me two weeks ago when I got mine. And then and then like with the lady parts stuff, even though it's a different doctor, that is also covered at least once a year, more than once a year. Then you start to pay a copay. Mm -hmm. But then it's only forty five dollars where it would have been six hundred or seven hundred dollars. I miss having health insurance. I mean, honestly, it's just so scary. Like, I mean, anytime anything starts to look like it might go beyond being something you can treat at home. It's just like. This you know you start yeah, you've got you've got account. like a weird spider bite or something now don't you 
it's kind I of like know what's going on. I think it's, it's just a big bruise. Okay, from carrying the big like hot boxes. We, you know, when you transport stuff for catering, you take these mobile oven things called hot boxes that are giant, heavy plastic safes, basically with a handle on either end. And yeah. when they smash into your shin, sometimes it can leave a nasty bruise. So I'm thinking that's, <laughs> that's probably, probably what's what going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's usually Occam's razor with that crap, as I've realized as I go through. Yeah. Every time I have some sort of weird ache or pain and I rush over to uh, WebMD to look up whether or not I have cancer. What the heck is wrong with Bob? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, okay, so uh, Donald Trump last night, while um, there was a question being asked about these prison camps, it, you know, with these children being held in these uh, just historically awful, awful, awful facilities, making us look like the biggest fucking monsters in the world uh, on the international stage. Look like... We, we, well, we are currently some of the biggest monsters on the stage. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Conceded. Yeah, definitely. But uh, while that topic was being raised last night, Donald Trump decided, hey, why don't I distract everybody by just shouting into Twitter? Boring. So he tweeted right at that moment. He tweeted the words or the word boring in all caps. Mm-hmm. Oh, the fucking cocksucker. I just, I'm so sick of him. I, you wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Just, you know, and I, I, I probably shouldn't use that as a pejorative because there are many, many cocks in the world that would be very unhappy if they never got sucked. But um, it just like, uh, I just, yeah. I just, uh, yep. it's like, yeah, it's like well, a broken bone or something that never knits or heals. Yeah. It's just like there, mm-hmm. painting you and painting you. Well, here's here's how I described it the other night, T-Rex, because uh, I was, I hit really a low watermark. I, I hit just a low point in following all of this the other night. I think it was Sunday night or Monday night. I was sitting on the couch and we're watching and it's the, the kids in the uh, prison camps and just Don- mm-hmm. uh, Donald Trump referring to uh, Gene Carroll as not his type. And I'm yeah. going, I am just miserable watching all of this stuff go down. And I said, I, I turned to Kimberly and I said, you know what this is like every damn day? And it's been this way since 2015. It's like Donald Trump has his, like his ass in our faces and he's constantly in our, like our faces are, involuntarily buried between his disgusting ass cheeks and he's constantly just farting in our faces 24 7 just constantly okay here we go again here we go we have one more here we go and here's another one and it's just like oh my god make it stop and it's just i mean that's what it feels like all the damn time and of course he had to interject like the fucking idiot man child that he is shouting boring in the middle of the debate you know the clown I, I tweeted in reaction to that i said oh yeah the clown dictator wants balloon animals in a bouncy castle you know i, I and from a substantive point of view i am sick and tired of this a- idea that kind of rose up i don't know when it actually kind of started i get the sense that it really hit the ground running with donald trump himself with the uh, 2016 republican debates uh, during those mm-hmm. primaries, that somehow presidential politics needs to be pulse pounding and thrilling and bloodthirsty. Yeah, and just like yeah, oh my it ain't god, dinner at medieval times, folks. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's exactly right. It's like it's like we're expecting politics now to be like going to medieval times. Oh my god, there's going to be a joust on stage, mm-hmm. and it's not that, and it shouldn't be that. Presidential politics should be boring. Quite honestly, boring was a compliment. I want boring now. I think there are millions of Americans too who want boring Competent again. Mm-hmm. And boring yes, and competent boring. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Centered. But I think the thing, the person who's really going to, who will nail the race and who will get the nomination ultimately is going to be the person who can convey hope. Yeah. Well, I mean, and obviously. Way to a future that's better than now. Mm-hmm. I just, people, everyone's hurting. I, I mean, everyone I know is. Every day is full of anxiety. Yeah, yeah, whether they follow the news or not, it's anxiety about money because wages really in this country have been stagnant since the 1980s, and the cost of everything else has skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is struggling. Everyone is frightened. Everyone is scared to get sick or hurt. We live, you know, in like this capitalist shooting gallery, and we're not the ones with the guns. Yeah, we're right. the ducks, you know. And they just pop eight hundred dollars, pop nine hundred thousand dollars, you know. And like, just if we have any money left at the end, they lose. Yeah, I mean, it's not to say that um, 
presidential candidates shouldn't be charismatic. I absolutely believe presidential candidates throughout American history have always been mm -hmm. charismatic. And when we look for that in our leadership, whether it's the president of the United States or our soccer coaches or whoever, we're looking for a level of a charisma to inspire us to be better. I mean, Barack Obama had that in spades. Uh, Bill Clinton had it. I mean, even George W. Bush had a little teeny mm -hmm. tiny bit of it after 9-11. They had that ability to say, follow me, don't worry, it's going to be okay. And that's what we want. We don't want presidents who are just ramming our faces between their ass cheeks and farting in our faces. Hey, look, isn't this exciting? Oh, this is thrilling. I'm farting in your face. Only... <sighs> The only two reasons he ever opens his mouth are to brag or to whine. Yeah. That's all he does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He boasts mm -hmm. and he lies all the time. That's yeah. just a given. But like he's either doing it in service of how persecuted he is and how hard everyone's hara presidential harassment, you know, and everyone's against me. And then the other is just to like boast about, you know, the biggest ever, most tremendous, you know, effort of anyone's ever. You know, it's mm -hmm. just like, you yeah. know, and. I mean, I can't think of a single president in, you know, modern history that would behave that way. And, yeah. you know, Obama, I, I mean, I cannot think of a single time that he was even rude yeah, no. in public. No. You know, and he just was, you know, he was always respectful, somber, um, occasionally funny, mm -hmm. uh, but like not ever vicious and not yeah. ever out of control or ranting or whining about how he never said, oh my God, my life is so hard, the media's out to get me. And he had every reason to. People on Fox News were comparing his wife to a fucking gorilla. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. You know, so it's just like... The, the, uh. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, I want to talk more about that because there's something I have to say about this whole idea of the repeated use of the word rigged from a, a couple of... Yeah. Uh, presidential level people and I want to talk about mm -hmm. that in depth because it relates to other things that we've been talking about in the news and we will continue of course with our discussion of the uh, of the debate last night lots more observations to be had there but first before we uh, get any further down the road on that I, I want to talk to you about bugger off bug repellent because here's the thing I mean I don't know if I've got a spider bite like T-Rex has or whatever it is some sort of <laughs> deadly it's not a tumor it's a, it's a deadly tumor it's not a tumor. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. Uh, but, but I mean, he, you know, here's the thing. I lent my, uh, my my thing of bugger off bomb to my mom, so I no longer have my own, and so I was left without it when I went to a uh, a uh, a cancer remission party <laughs> last Sunday at Kimberly's dad's place. He had a uh, sarcoma move from removed from his leg because of uh, Agent Orange in Vietnam. And oh, so, wow. and he's completely in remission, no more cancer, great, everything's good, he's totally healthy. But, you know, I, I ended up in the backyard of their house, and I ended up with uh, just these mosquito bites up, up and down my legs, and they just, they're the worst, mosquito bites are absolutely the worst, it just doesn't, stop, no matter what you do, cortisone doesn't help, nothing helps, the only thing that can help you is to stop the mosquitoes before they arrive on your body. And if you're tired of bug bites, you've come Come to the right spot. Bugger off bomb was created to swear off all the pesky mosquitoes that plague us every, every single summer, especially here on the East Coast where we're close to the swamp. It's got straightforward ingredients, never anything toxic. It's easy to travel with. It fits in your pocket in a nice, convenient tin. It's made specifically for everyone. For example, fishermen, hikers, soccer moms, beachgoers, cruelty-free skincare enthusiasts, and your Uncle Joe. And also Kimberly's dad. It's free of nasty chemicals. It's DEET-free. It's kind to humans in the environment. It contains two key ingredients for fighting pesky bugs and other creepy crawlies. That's eucalyptus and citronella. It also contains non-GMO soybean oil, beeswax, thyme, rosemary, cedarwood, geranium, basil, and essential oils. Keeps the bugs away and goes great on a deli sandwich. I'm joking about the sandwich. Do not put it on your... <laughs> do not eat your bugger off bomb on sandwiches. By the way, holy hell, it smells way better than any store-bought repellents. Bugger off smells clean and fresh it's not going to stay in your clothing plus no more skeeter bites it's another, another, uh, another line of defense against any insect borne diseases just 1095 at buggeroffbomb.com but use our promo code bobc for 15 percent off your order support this show by supporting bugger off bomb bugger off bomb and stay bug free all summer long again that's bugger off bomb buggeroffbomb.com or just click the link on the podcast page thank you hey this is randy rhodes host of the randy rhodes after hours podcast 
if you love this episode, you're going to love the whole show. Every week we talk about everything that matters to you, from our future as a democracy to our existence on this here planet. Find it all at sexyliberal.com on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and anywhere and everywhere you get your podcast. The Bob Seska Show. Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yeah, it's the Rebel Queen's Wings of Darkness from Raining Rock and Roll. Mm, I love this group. From uh, Minneapolis. Wings of Darkness, mm-hmm. fly away and let us see. This is, I, I hear uh, Rebel Queens, I've listened to their whole uh, album Maybe five or six times. Every time I hear it, I go, you know what? This is a Jody and Lonnie album. <laughs> this it just seems like the sort of thing that uh, you guys would be into, especially Lonnie. Because I know you guys are all like, uh, kind of like me. You're like uh, metal people, right? He is. He is. Uh, but, I'm oh, a who freak. Oh, okay. He did a fantastic <laughs> job on our masters. Oh, that's so great. Now, when is this going to be Since- finished? I mean, when can I start playing it on the show? Uh, well, actually, we have to do like a mulligan because one of the songs that Asa sent, the vocals hadn't been mixed properly. Oh, so we're going to have to ask, please do it again. Um, but we, I, it's just blah, blah. You know, it's always something. <laughs> it's always something. I have a tip for mosquito yeah. bites. Okay. You uh, stick deodorant. You just like put a little bit on the bite and it doesn't make it stop itching immediately, but it shortens the duration of the itch. Oh, okay. There, the more, you know, I mean, obviously the, you know, bugger off or some other insect repellent is your best first line of defense. Yes. In the event that you do get bitten, uh, take a little bit of stick deodorant. I don't think it matters if it's antiperspirant or deodorant, uh, cause I don't use antiperspirants. I think they're bad for you. So you just like put a little dab of it on there and this itch will start to go away faster. Well, as always, whenever I get a bug bite like that, I hate the itching, but I don't mind the swelling. So there, I don't know what that even means. Uh, let's weird. talk. That's just gross. <laughs> that's that's a, not that's, sexy, Bob. Uh, it's, it's like, that's not even a double entendre. It's just sort of sad. <laughs> well, you can blame David Letterman because I stole that from David Letterman. Um, uh, that was one of his things from the 80s. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about the rigged business. Uh, Trump uh, was screaming the other day about how the... Uh, the system is rigged against him. He's always whining about that. Everything's rigged. Google is rigged against him. And, of course, the reason why Donald Trump is saying that Google is rigged against him is because of a, a new James O'Keefe video. Hey, there's a shock. Oh, God. Donald Trump and the Republicans believing the existence of a James O'Keefe video, which we all know yeah. is is badly edited and heavily, heavily deceptive. They take the, that shit and they edit it to make it seem like people are saying things that they're not saying. It's so clear and so obvious. And in fact, it's been proven in court on numerous occasions. But still, the Republicans use these ridiculous Project Veritas videos to, to actually pass legislation. I mean, they actually defunded uh, ACORN because of a James O'Keefe video that was proved in court to be false. To be falsified. I think we should only refer to him as James Rape Boat. Okay. There you go. <laughs> you know, why why Rape help. Boat? Why, why are you saying oh, Rape you Boat? You don't know about They had this whole plan drawn up where they were going to like get this CNN uh, reporter, a woman, attractive woman, alone on a boat with him that they had called the Rape Boat. It was sex toys everywhere and like a big round bed. I mean, it, and they were going to like untether from the dock and he was going to take her out to sea and have a discussion with her about their coverage of his organization and just google it wow james o'keefe rape boat and wow. it's i mean the guy wow. is like a to- yeah they were planning a sexual assault essentially yeah and then somebody found the plan before the like the, somebody leaked it before it went into action uh it's <sighs> disgusting and the guy i can't believe he's still around yeah it's yeah. just like it boggles the mind it's going to be exactly those kind of people that are going to get us all killed when some like real epidemic or some shit goes down and they're saying you know take these pills they will help you stay alive and the james o'keefe's will be like these pills will make the frogs gay or whatever <laughs> oh yeah the freaking yeah. frogs gay yeah um <laughs> well you know i mean uh, andrew breitbart financed james o'keefe for a good long time while he was alive while mm-hmm. andrew breitbart was alive and the, and the reason he did that and the reason uh he said publicly 
for his support of James O'Keefe is Breitbart readily admitted that James O'Keefe is a flim flam artist, that he's a prankster. But it's just the pranks get the message out. That's the point. So Mm -hmm. what we're hearing from Donald Trump about Google, because the latest Project Veritas video, the latest James O'Keefe video, claims to have a Google employee. And in fact, she's a former Google employee. And in fact, she's a low-level Google employee. And they they have selectively edited an interview with her taken at a restaurant or something um, to make it seem as if Google is rigging search results against Donald Trump in preparation for the 2020 election. And in fact, what they're not, they're not doing that. Duh. Of course, they're not doing it. What Google is doing is trying to prevent Russian interference. They're trying to prevent, you know, the purchase of advertising and spamming that goes on and propaganda that we've seen, you know, in the past already in the 20, certainly in the 2016 election, but ever since then too. And, and that's what they're, they're trying to set up systems to prevent foreign interference in the election. That's what they're really trying to do but of course james o'keefe edits and mixes things around and changes the dialogue changes the the what's being said and when it's being said so it makes it seem like she's saying something she's not really saying this google employee so this is why donald trump is saying the thing is rigged against him he's also saying that the reason and this is in an extend oh my god his appearance on maria bartiromo the other morning was Uh you want to talk about provigil on a thousand i mean just talk about (laughs) motor mouth city Mm. where oh my God, he wouldn't shut up. And so they always give the a- guy in the meeting. You know, when you had work meetings, it's been a nice long time, thank God. Where <laughs> yeah. the person who does the least every from week to week always has the most elaborate, you know, it just talks and talks and talks in yeah. the meeting. Uh, yeah, that's, that was the case with Maria Bartiromo the other morning and he said something about Twitter where it, it's clear that he doesn't understand how Twitter works or if he does he's just trying to make it seem as if the normal operation of Twitter is rigged against him too because he was saying that people aren't he's heard from people that they can't follow him on Twitter and it's probably because they've been blocked but the thing is mm-hmm. <laughs> you can follow anyone can follow Donald Trump no one's keeping people from following Donald Trump what he is seeing is he's seeing his follower uh, number going down because Twitter is actively removing bots from all of our accounts in fact I've heard from several mm. and in fact I've observed this with my own follower count where it's kind of I don't know about you guys but my follower uh, number has kind of stagnated a little bit uh, it's hovering right around 45,000 and so I'm hoping that this is all because of the elimination of bots. So there are people signing on to become followers, but at the same time, some of those people are bots. So it kind of cancels right. cancels itself out. And so regardless, this is Donald Trump whining that the system is rigged against him. Another wealthy white man going, oh my God, why is the system so rigged against me? Whining, whining, whining. Stop whining. And that's all he mm-hmm. does is whine. And then at the same time too, and I, I know the flying monkeys are going to descend into the comments on this one, but Bernie Sanders yesterday, in an interview uh-huh. with Casey Hunt on MSNBC said that, uh, you know, people are saying that the system is rigged against me. God damn it. Uh, and there we are again, another wealthy white man with the mm-hmm. world as his oyster talking about how the system is rigged. You know who the system is rigged against? The system is rigged against people who are in cages in border patrol facilities, you know, children and so on. You know, the system is also rigged against um, this Alabama woman. I don't know if you guys saw this yes, story. Yes, oh my this, God. This, oh my, you want to talk about something for Kimberly's vagenda of manicide? Holy oh, yeah. shit. This pregnant Alabama woman was shot in the stomach by a police officer. This is a real news story. This woman was shot in the stomach by a police officer because she was being belligerent, right? The baby she was carrying died. Oh, no. And so she is being charged in Alabama with manslaughter because she should have been behaving in a way that was protecting the child. She shouldn't. What they're saying is she shouldn't have been. But she recklessly out to endangered the, the life of the fetus by being belligerent to the cops. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. The uh, oh my Pleasant, God. this is in Pleasant Grove, Alabama. Police uh, Lieutenant Danny Reed argued that Jameson had merely defended herself after Jones initiated the fight. Uh, the cop said, let's not lose sight that the unborn baby is the victim here. She had no choice uh. in being brought unnecessarily into a fight where she was relying on her mother for protection. Oh, my God. The indictment comes shortly after a restrictive anti-abortion law passed in Alabama put a national spotlight on the state, although Jones was not charged under that law. Shauna Thomas, a co-founder and executive director of women's rights advocacy group Ultraviolet, called the charges, quote, 
part of a larger pattern of how our criminal justice system permits and furthers violence and abuse against black women. Instead of treating Marshai Jones with compassion after being shot and losing her pregnancy, Alabama has decided to further her trauma and the injustice she has already experienced by charging her, not the person who shot her, with a crime. Pleasant Grove Police Lieutenant Danny Reed even went so far as to say that the only victim of the shooting was Jones's unborn baby. Yep. Wow. There it is. You want to talk about a fucking rigged system, Bernie? Mm-hmm. A rigged system, Donald Trump? Mm-hmm. That's a rigged system. And go fuck yourself with your whining, by the way. Because I'm sick and tired. You know what? I'm, I'm so sick and tired of hearing old baby boomer white guys whining about ah, the culture is leaving me behind oh why are we so silenced oh why does twitter censor us why does youtube so why oh why the rigging the rigging against the whole system is rigged against us and you know what i made this observation about how uh you know bernie and trump were whining about the system being rigged against them just observe that that's what happened mm-hmm. and of course the mentions were loaded with bernie bros going well the system is rigged against bernie You don't, you have no idea what a rig system actually does to people. That shows complete privilege and ignorance as far as I'm concerned. Absolute 100% illustration of ignorance. Okay, so that, I just, that's a side note, not related to the debate or anything like that. But I wanted to get that out, but partly because of uh, the whining. (laughs) Partly because, the (laughs) the misappropriated whining. And then also partly because of this James O'Keefe video, um, which is out there and convinced mm-hmm. millions of red hats that, oh, yeah, of course, Google is rigged against Donald Trump because the biggest liar in American politics is the only person telling the truth right now. Right. That's right. what we're to take away from all of this. Yep. Uh, OK. Meanwhile, I just remember someone showed me one of his like, you know, pitches for funding. It came as an email and it had a PDF, like a picture of him. And they had totally photoshopped his head onto um Kiefer Sutherland's body. <laughs> really? <laughs> they had noticeably thickened his neck and like broadened his shoulders. It was hilarious. It was like James O'Keefe, the android. Oh my like, God. Oh God. Well, he has I mean, been, like, I, I have noticed that James O'Keefe has been hitting the gym. I, I did notice that, but I don't know if that's, that's still, I don't know if no, that's the explanation. Like 10 years that ago. An, oh, okay. Then never mind. Yeah. Uh, James O'Keefe is a fucking punk. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and Donnie Deutsch. Speaking of uh, of of Donald Trump, Donnie Deutsch last night. Uh, yeah, what was that? Yeah, they got why? into it. Why is Donnie Deutsch? Just, I mean, why? Why is Donnie why? Deutsch? I mean, why, is he, why, why is this he? Billy Idol hair? Why the squalling <laughs> guitar solos to introduce every segment on his show? What is his accomplishment? And what's his resume? I mean, he just, like, I know that he dated Ann Coulter at one point. But, I mean, like, what is he? Is he a lawyer? Is he a pundit? I mean... Why Donnie Deutsch? I, I thought mean, he was he like Vorwax or a dessert topping. Like <laughs> he's, you know what he is? He's a former spazzy white guy in Lower Manhattan. He's a guy who came from CNBC. I think he was some sort of consumer reporter, and that was his thing. I could be wrong on that, but I, I do remember Donnie Deutsch being an, a CNBC guy and then moving I over mean, to MSNBC. What's his coalition? Who turns on TV going, oh, let me catch Donnie Deutsch today? He's yeah, what did Donnie Deutsch have to say? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the only way that happens is when we criticize Donnie Deutsch. That's why. Donnie Deutsch's name ever comes up is when he said something stupid. And last night he said something stupid and Lawrence O'Donnell called him out and there was kind of a a tiff between the two of them because Donnie Deutsch was saying that, you know, and he was concerned trolling. He said, you know, I don't see Elizabeth Warren defeating Donald Trump on a debate stage. I just don't see it. And and Lawrence O'Donnell went, stop the hammering. No, he didn't say that, but he he said (laughs) (laughs) he might as well have said that because instead what he said was uh, this is all guesswork. What you're doing, Donnie, is 100 percent guesswork. And then Donnie Deutsch got really offended by that. He says, this is not guesswork. Yeah, it is guesswork. You know, I mean, the fact of the matter is, guess what? In 2016. Hillary Clinton won every single one of those debates with Donald Trump. Every single one. Donald Trump was more or less pantsed in all of those debates. And the only way Donald Trump even made any news is because he acted like a spoiled little toddler having a temper tantrum. And that's why. I mean, if if your idea of a good debater is a spoiled toddler having a stompy, ranty temper tantrum, then, oh, great. Donald Trump's a great debater. But he's not. He's not a good debater. And it's not going to take much for someone to 
defeat him in a debate. And again, I know, I understand that we're on new terms. It's a new form of American politics now because of this fucking monster in the White House. But He's fa- just as good a debater as he is a deal maker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good way to put it. Sure. And the fact is that this is the kind of prognostications we're going to have to deal with for a good long time, for the next 500 days. It's going to be a lot of shit like, I mean, everyone's expecting, I don't know why this expectation comes up, but people like Donnie Deutsch are expecting um, the Democrat, whoever the nominee might be, to get up on stage and start flinging their shit and relentlessly masturbating like Donald Trump does on stage. And that just Mm -hmm. simply is not going to fucking happen. And thank God for it. Because I, I know just, I don't want that. I we we shouldn't want that. Anyone who wants that doesn't understand how politics works. They don't understand how a republic works. We don't, they don't understand how we choose uh, a, a national leader, whether it's uh, at the congressional level or at the presidential level. They just don't honestly. They, I think Donnie Deutsch looks like doesn't he look like the kind of guy that's probably getting like testosterone treatments from his doctor? Maybe he probably just isn't thing is nothing impresses him unless actually it's someone swinging a club and setting things yeah. on fire and snorting through their nose. You well, know look, I mean? I, I, probably, mean, I mean, you know, the atmosphere in these cable shows, everyone has to everyone's pumped up and, and primed to get on television and give their take. And it, but it, it has to be within a certain box. It can't be too far right. outside the realms of mainstream observation. So, you know, Donnie Deutsch, OK, they, he, he gets shoved onto the camera as a hey, hey, Donnie Deutsch, it's your turn to say something. And Donnie Deutsch goes, bye. I guess Elizabeth Warren would get defeated in a debate against Donald Trump. And it's, of course, bullshit. Of course, all the shit that we saw that was talking about before the debate about the horse race and the split screen and who was going to pummel whom and just like that, all that bullshit. That's all just trying to find something to say without actually saying anything. That's why I didn't watch. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like the first few hours after a bomb goes off somewhere where they just I have people on that they have the same three pieces of information. Like bomb, Piccadilly Square, London, 6 p.m. local time. And then they just have to fill up time. So they show us pigeons. They show yeah. us right. people milling around and some police tape. And they say, well, there, there seems to have been some kind of explosion uh, in Piccadilly Square, London. Piccadilly mm-hmm. Square is located about... Uh, you know, three kilometers to the southwest of the tower. As I'm making this up, I don't know any actual <laughs> map, but you know. And they just like, and they bring. Here's a guy that went to England once with his family on a summer trip uh, to talk yeah. about how awesome London is. You know, and it's just like, yeah, that area at that time of day would be very crowded with shoppers mm-hmm. because we did some shopping and we were there. You know, just like, and it's just garbage. Well, you, you what you missed last night, T Rex. Uh, the big uh, glitch was there was some sort of weird microphone issue uh, at about the halfway mark. As soon as Rachel Maddow (laughs) and Chuck Todd took over uh, at the beginning of the second hour, uh, there was something wrong where I think one of the mics was still live and whoever was at the mixing board wasn't able to pot down that live mic. So so maybe one of the previous uh, uh, moderators, their lavalier mic was still turned on or something like that because what you heard is Chuck Todd trying to ask a question of, I believe it was Elizabeth Warren, and then the sound, and it was about gun control of all things. Mm-hmm. And so, right in the middle of it, it turned into this gigantic clusterfuck with just Chuck Todd and some random disembodied voice. And then Elizabeth Warren just standing there with the, the kindest grin you could ever possibly imagine in that moment. Uh, mm-hmm. And and so they had to go to a break to, to fix the problem. And then, of course, Donald <laughs> Trump tweets, NBC News and MSNBC should be ashamed of themselves for having such a horrible technical breakdown in the middle of the debate. Truly unprofessional and only worthy of a fake news organization, which they are. Mm-hmm. That was Donald Trump's mm-hmm. tweet. And then he tweeted out this weird fucking video. Um, and it, uh, you want to talk about it, and weird hardly begins to describe it. It was a scene of what happened last night. It was that technical glitch. So it was a video clip of the debate last night. And then parts of the, the, the video frame start to get blacked out. And then Crazy Train by Ozzy. This is an actual video tweeted by, Are you the, kidding? by the president of the United States. The video starts playing the song Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. And suddenly it dissolves to Donald Trump appearing. Remember at the convention in 2016, at the Republican convention right before his speech, he appeared in silhouette with like smoke. Right. And then he walked out yeah. on the stage with his stupid hair and his big fat fucking stomach. And, and 
Sorry, I have such, I have such anger toward this man. Um, <laughs> I'm with you. No, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so sorry for the fat shaming. It's just I, I, I tend to fat shame bullies. You know. Uh, so I just this. So, I so, but, but basically, this. But with this video, yeah. basically what happened is that then they show Donald Trump appearing and waving to the RNC crowd as if Donald Trump was crashing the debate last night to the tune of Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train, which to me is more insulting of Donald Trump than anything else. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that, that was tweeted out by the President of the United States in reaction to that technical glitch moment. And it, everything you know, sucks. It's just how they see everything. They're like they're yeah. little 4 channers. They see everything in comic book frames. Yeah, yeah, exactly and, right. Uh, it's just, you know, that's you know their little jack-off thing that they're doing. Like, oh, and if, what, if Trump showed up now, he would kick all their asses with karate moves or whatever. You <laughs> right, know? Like, right. I, just, I hate so that. Really I mean, like, it, it creates a narrative that Donald Trump has power that he doesn't actually possess. That somehow Donald Trump is going to get up on a de- debate stage and start shouting, Wrong! I people and then he's going to win the debate i mean because that's all he did against hillary clinton let's works. face it yeah like i mean it, yeah he's the president now but i just i wanted to say a second ago that i've been meaning to point this out that how impressive it is to me that jody's maggie haberman with a mouthful of tab <laughs> sound is equally i mean they spent months getting the tyrannosaurus cry right for jurassic park i saw a special like so much production value went into that and all she had to do was get a sip of tab in her mouth and hear mention of maggie haberman and it makes an equally fearsome uh, just add some echo and it's perfect yep uh, Steven Spielberg, we could have saved you about $8 million. Oh, easily. <laughs> easily. That's, that's, that's absolutely funny. true. Um, <laughs> so meanwhile, Junior tweeted this during the bait. He uh. said, uh, this is Don Junior. I have a feeling that any world leader watching these people speaking right now is praying for a Democrat to win in 2020. They know they would walk all over these clowns and, their, <laughs> and therefore America. Always, uh, always so eloquent, Don Jr. Uh, uh-huh. My reaction to that was, of course, wow, you seriously have no idea how badly your dad's been pantsed by every world leader, ally, and enemy. You're both too self-absorbed and Dunning-Kruger to realize it. And that's true. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand that. I know what Dunning-Kruger is. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, that's part of being Dunning-Kruger, right? Is the fact that you right. don't realize that you're an actual dummy. You just think that you're smart. <laughs> the dumbest what is it right. what is Dunning Kruger is the, the dumbest people think they're the smartest people is that that I think that's the definition of that mm-hmm. they don't understand that they're not smart but they believe that they are and and that's the case of course with Don Jr and we know I mean it's it's clear anytime we see like uh, the G20 is happening right now and I'm sure we were getting video back from it we would see Donald Trump embarrassing himself and world leaders kind of you know, smirking at him as if he's the, you know, fucking chimp wearing a baseball suit running around and hitting people in the nuts with a wiffle bat. I mean, that's what, that's what they were all seeing. <laughs> exactly what he is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my God, he, you know, better believe that most of the world leaders out there who have intelligence agencies at their disposal have Donald Trump's cell phone conversations. They have his text messages. They have all of his private conversations that are happening over his unsecured cell phone. This is common knowledge. Even the Five Eyes countries, minus the United States. Well, I would assume the NSA also has Donald Trump's uh, conversations and knows all of Donald Trump's secrets, too. So um, this is what's going on. Nothing he says makes sense. So they're not yeah. really learning anything at all. They just they'll hear him contradict himself within two seconds like he did on that other, whatever answer it was about whatever that last crisis was. I'm so exhausted. Uh, yeah, oh well, it's it, name it. <laughs> fill in the blank. It's always something. But before we wrap up here and move on to the uh, post-mortem show, and by the way, we've been blowing through our second breaks here this week. I just apologize for that right away. Supreme Court handed down a couple of rulings today. One was for shit, and the other one was kind of good news. Um, of course, I don't know if you know uh, T-Rex. I'm J- Jody, I'm sure you know because you were on the Stephanie Miller show this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. gerrymandering was upheld by the court. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's again, it's it just it's everything stays the same in yes. each state. Like California, we 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 have an independent commission that does our districting. Yes, exactly. So it, you can still change the gerrymandered districts. Like states can still Absolutely. come along and say, all right, well, we're, we're going to reverse all of this and we're going to just do it pr- proportionally the way it's meant to be. Uh, while, while gerrymandering hasn't been banned, it can still be 
reversed. All right. I think that's the ultimate uh, upshot of this ruling. But at the same time, the court has also suspended Trump's citizenship question on the census. And so, uh, good. Yeah. And I think it's going to be suspended long enough to not apply to the next census. Right. Is that is that true, Jody? I think you know a little bit yes, more about this true. than I do. Yes, that is true. What we understood was it's a temporary stop yeah. for next year because they have to have this stuff ready to be printed and sent out to everybody mm-hmm. by now. Yeah. And so it will stop. Though Trump, I just read you know, an hour ago, he's going to try to delay that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, speaking of Twitter, some breaking news from our friend Buzz Burbank. Um, oh. Twitter announces that it will label and deprioritize politicians' mm-hmm. tweets that break its rules. This could dramatically mm-hmm. affect the account and following of Donald Trump. Yeah, Good. he's going to not like that. One. Boy, I fucking hope so. I think that would be... Uh, I mean, he's, he's tweeted many, many things that have gotten other people either suspended permanently or temporarily. Right. Yeah, I would think uh, threatening another country with nuclear Armageddon would probably qualify as abusive. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't call know. me crazy. Who I knows? hate to be a party pooper, but yeah, yeah. yeah. just seems like I'm going to turn you into a sheet of molten glass. <laughs> it's not how you wish someone Merry Christmas, you know? That's right. Um, let's see. Any uh, any last minute observations on the debate? Anyone, uh, Jody? Anything? Any final thoughts on the debate last night? Um, I was impressed with Castro. I was impressed with um, uh, Klobuchar a little bit. Yeah. Um, Beto, like we said, I think he should run for the Senate. Yeah. Inslee, done. I loved his thing when they said, "What's the greatest threat to the United States?" When he said Donald Trump. I was with him on yes, that. Yes, that was a great um, answer. Yep. And I think everybody after that should have said what he said. Just point to him and go, yep, <laughs> with that guy. Was That's it, what I would have done. White nationalism is the right answer. Was it me or did Jay Inslee kept getting interrupted with some sort of technical glitch? Like that suddenly the screen would go black. Like, as in, like at one point he said the words climate crisis, which I was so happy to hear. Someone on the stage used mm-hmm. the term climate okay, crisis, which is, I've been adap- adapting that since Al Gore started to use that in uh, An Inconvenient Truth. Uh, and Jay Inslee actually used that in the debate last night. And as soon as he said it, the screen went black for like a beat, like uh, like two seconds or something like nah, that. Nah, you just had a stroke. Ah, uh, <laughs> shit, again? All right. Yeah. That sucks. All right, uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. We got a lot more to talk about, though, in the postmortem show. Lots of uh, things to discuss, including maybe the most unpatriotic thing Donald Trump has ever, ever done. And that's saying a lot because he's done a lot yeah, of unpatriotic shit. But this also has a uh, a layer of intense, cruel whimsy to it, too. It's another thing that we can file in our cruel whimsy category. Uh, we're going to talk about that and a lot more. But meanwhile, you can listen to Jody Hamilton on the From the Bunker podcast. That's from-the-bunker.com. Also on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network at sexyliberal.com. T-Rex David Ferguson, support his podcast, support his writing, support his book on his Patreon page, patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. Link in the description for both. Also, uh, let's see, Jen Kirkman's tour dates at jenkirkman.com. Kimberly Johnson is at uh, uh, patreon.com slash start me up. She just, uh, she and Steph just interviewed uh, uh, Glenn Kirshner. I know Glenn Kirshner from MSNBC, just interviewed him. Great show yesterday from uh, uh, Stephanie and Kimberly. Charles Johnson's at littlegreenfootballs.com. Buzz Burbank is at buzzburbank.com. Stephanie Miller Show is at stephaniemiller.com. Also, sexyliberal.com. All right, folks. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on the after party on Friday. Bye-bye. This is Randy Rhodes, host of the Randy Rhodes After Hours podcast. If you love this episode, you're going to love the whole show. Every week we talk about everything that matters to you, from our future as a democracy to our existence on this here planet. Find it all at sexyliberal.com on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and anywhere and everywhere you get your podcasts.